You're listening to Comedy Central. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Show. I'm Trevor Noah. Before we begin, I want to let you know that we're going to have a different kind of show tonight. You see, a while ago, the Global Citizens Festival came to me and said that they're hosting a concert in my home country, South Africa. That's what's behind me. Uh, In honor of Nelson Mandela's 100th birthday, right? And they wanted to know if I could host the concert. And I was like, "Uh, no, I'm not flying 16 hours to South Africa for a concert for a birthday for a guy who's dead. And then they were like, oh, okay, well, thanks for not coming. Uh, Beyonce was coming, so we thought maybe you'd come. And then I was like, as I said, I would love to host this festival. (laughs) I can't wait to celebrate the Mandela thing or whatever you said. (laughs) So I went down to South Africa this weekend and hosted the festival, and I thought, as long as I'm going home, I might as well show all of you where I'm from so you can see some of the South Africa that I know, and I can also deduct the trip as a business expense. So, (laughs) hope you enjoy. December 3rd, 2018. From Joburg, South Africa, a special episode of The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Self-Deportation Edition. First things first, whenever you come into an African person's house, you greet. So the first thing I'm gonna do is greet. Coco. Coco. Hello, Coco. <laughs> Ninja and Coco. How are you, Coco? Can can we come in? I've got I've got some camera people, Coco. Are we fine to come in? If you say no, it's fine. I don't mind. No, they can come in. Okay, okay. Coco, um I want you I want to welcome you to my show. Mm-hmm. And I want to introduce you to some of my friends and my viewers. Mm-hmm. I brought them to South Africa to show them what it's like. So they said because I'm coming, they want to meet you and they want me to ask you questions about my life. You're one of my grandchildren. I always look at that photograph. You still remember? I remember. In there. Mm. Elias yes, God. Mm. Every morning can't you forget it? Morning Trevor. <laughs> and he never answers. <laughs> How old are you now? 91? Yeah, 91, nine months. When you get to 91, now you count months? Yeah, 91 years, nine months. We're here because the, the concert mm. at FNB Stadium is celebrating 100 years of Nelson Mandela. Hey, Madiba. Madiba. <sighs> what was the first thing you remember about Nelson Mandela? He was just like our God wow. on earth. Really? Because people had not seen a black man who was an attorney. We were not allowed. Wow. Nursing, mm. teaching, mm. policemen for a black man. That's all. So it was a wonder even for Umadiba. For young people, it's very hard for them to understand how scary it was to be a black person living in South Africa during that time. But everybody was scared of the police. Flying squads. Uh. Each and every street has a flying squad. The knock at 3 a.m. My police, we used to call them black jacks. Clockers on there. Just like that. Dress up, let's go. Yeah. And they were so tall, all of them. When you see white guys like this, do they remind you of those police? Yeah. That's what you remind my grandmother of. I hope you're happy. 
bringing memories of Flying Squad into my house. There are some people who say now, because some people don't have jobs and because it's tough in South Africa, it would be better to go back to apartheid. No, no, thank you. It wouldn't be better. Why not? Oh, no, Trevor. There are lots of apartheid. Uh -huh. Do you know what it's like to dig for potatoes with your hands? In the farms, uh -huh. no pay. And then if one of these people working here dies, and you still plant potatoes wow. on top of the someone. You're digging for potatoes with your hands, mm. and if somebody dies from exhaustion next to you, you dig a hole, you put them in that hole, and then you carry on digging those potatoes. What, what was my contribution? How was, was I fighting apartheid? Not knowing. Not knowing? You are a kid. But you are born a crime. Uh, How could you fight apartheid? But I, I told them that I was an apartheid hero, Coco. I wasn't. <laughs> when you were with me here, uh, oh, Trevor, you gave me a tough time. Why did I give you a tough time, Coco? Because you wanted to play in the street. And I knew the flying squad was going to take me. So if I was playing in the street, the police would have arrested me? Yeah! You know, there were kids who never knew what a white man was. So they thought I was white? They knew you were white. And they ran away. The kids ran away from me? You! But why did it they run away? first time they see a white man in the location. So for them, for them, this was white? Yeah. Wow. I feel so special now, Gogo. Huh? To know there was a time that I was white. <laughs> <laughs> How old was I when this was happening, Gogo? Three years. Three years old. Mm. I was a very good looking baby, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah? Energetic and very naughty. But mostly good looking. Like hell. Yeah, I'm sure, Gogo. When I was here with you, what did you do when I was naughty? Those big bumps. <laughs> they know my slippers. <laughs> Who was naughty, Coco? Me or my mom? You were both. You'd never tell Patricia what to do. No. She did what she wanted to do, and she was good at her work. Oh, you know how mom is. Yeah, yeah. Must yeah. always go up. Yeah. She, she takes no defeat. Mm. Instead of defeat, you are challenging the wrong person. So she was not only a black person in a job black people weren't supposed to be in, but she was a manager of white people. What? How, how, but how did they allow that? How do I know, Trevor? And now I'm also a manager of white people, Gogo. Yeah. Unbelievable. It comes from your mother. It comes from my mother, Gogo. Do you know I'm a manager of white people, Gogo? You don't say. I'm, I'm telling you, Gogo. The white people who work for me. It's a pity because I don't even wish to see where you stay. <laughs> <laughs> Flying over the sea like this? No, not for me. <laughs> Gogo, have you, ever, have you ever watched The Daily Show? No, Trevor. I did the Nile alone shooting. 
load shedding, yes. They put us on, yes. So I cannot. I want a lot of STV, lot dish outside. It's just there for fun. My grand said she doesn't watch my show because sometimes the electricity cuts out, which is a very plausible excuse and a nice way to let your grandson down. No, it's not letting my grandson down. <laughs> Even yesterday we we had no electricity. Mm. Mm. No, I I hear you, Gogo. This is I didn't expect that answer. It's a, it's a good answer, Gogo. So I must make sure that you have a generator so you can watch my show. Wonderful. Okay. And then if it is a generator. Who fits the generator? Uh. Okay, so I must get someone to fit the generator also. I think so. Okay. And I look, I, I, I look the park, I look now with the STV. Oh, and then I must also fix the, the, the cable. Okay. Hey. I feel like I've been tricked into doing a lot of things for you to watch my TV show, Coco. At Bongi's place. I go come in a bangai. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thank you for having us, Gogo, and thank you for letting me bring these cameras. And thank you for sharing these stories with my friends. And thank you for being amazing. You've brought so many friends. I've brought too many friends, Gogo. You guys must leave now. You guys what? must go. We'll be right back. the Global Citizens Festival in South Africa, I found some time to sit down with one of the best artists of our generation. So, here's my conversation with Asha. Yeah, Asha, man. welcome home. Hey. Welcome to my home. What's up, sir? Good to see you back again. You've been to South Africa more than most American artists have. Yeah. Uh, does the country have a special place for you? Oh, my God. I mean, Africa in itself has a special place for any person who is trying to identify the reality that we all come from here. Right. But don't necessarily know which part of it we come from. Right, right, right. So every time I'm here, I always try to go back and, I don't know, introduce myself to new culture, go to new places, meet new people, find new things. But I actually do feel at home, not just because I'm in Africa, but because I'm here with Global Citizen. Right, and you, you've yeah. been with Global Citizen longer than most people have. You've been an ambassador for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been part of what they're doing in and around the globe. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that Usher has been involved in all of the projects that you've been involved in. How did you get involved with Global Citizen and what connected with you? Well, I've always felt like I was a Global Citizen before I knew what Global Citizen was really right. about. And uh, the idea of utilizing, you know, what you have as an entertainer and an opportunity to via or either advocate for people who don't necessarily have what they need. Um, that's always been a part of who I am. It became a part of who I am, or was, uh, as a result of hanging out with Quincy Jones. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's enough to sell records and, you know, be well-renowned and have people sing your songs, but what do you do? What do you offer that helps other people? Right. You know, what philanthropic efforts do you have? So I started my New Look Foundation, and obviously years later, uh, people like this organization and Hugh uh, Evans reached out to me and wanted me to be a part um, of uh, an amazing event uh, on the mall in D.C. I, I actually injured my foot. I had a broke, broken foot. That's probably a picture of this. I That's when you came up with the golden I had crutch, a right? The golden crutch. <laughs> <laughs> had to do it in style, you know, if you're going to do it, why not? But, um, yeah, man, I mean, e every bit of what Global Citizen um, is about is what I think is innately 
the responsibility that all entertainers should recognize that they have. You, you talk about your foundation, and I won't lie, I didn't know how young you were when you started your mm -hmm. foundation. I didn't know um, how deep into it you were. I mean, you know, I knew of Usher, you know, um, the singer, I knew of Usher, the performer, but mm -hmm. I didn't know of Usher, the person who's trying to build a community. Tell me about the New Look Foundation. It has a very specific cause, yeah. a very specific target, and you've been successfully achieving that. Yeah, um, well, success is, is relative. The, the idea is, obviously, 501c3s don't function by themselves, so right. the more that people you know, are donating and also to you know, show support for what we're doing, the greater, but the efforts of being able to give kids real you know, opportunity is where it really starts for me. It's, it's, that's one of the things that makes me who I am. Somebody believed in me. Somebody gave me an opportunity to know that there was more in my environment that was waiting for me. Right. So that's what the New Look uh, Foundation has done. But I really do have to thank my mother because starting at a young age, you know, I, I think I did a lot of things like uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation and stuff like that, but uh, eventually it's like, yeah, let's start a foundation of your own and what would you want it to be catered around? Right. And it was opportunity and she helped me bring that to fruition. So now, 18 years later, still doing it and loving it, having an amazing board, an amazing opportunity to really change the idea and really be the reference that I talk about. Right, it's right, one right. thing to say, hey, donate. But if you don't know where the money goes, if you don't understand it, don't have a reference of what it looks like. Is it an academy? Is it a, you know, uh, is it a workshop? Is it something that's peer-to-peer -peer training? Those type of things, I think, begin to become the reference of what I'm talking about, what the New Look Foundation represents. So, Usher is 20 years old. Mm -hmm. He's working on his music career. Mm -hmm. His mom says to him, you want to get involved in something greater than yourself. You see kids who are in court. You see kids who may have to spend most of their life behind bars. Yep. This connects with you and you create an organization that aims to change that. Did it connect with you because you saw kids who looked like you, they were your age, that like your life could have gone a completely different way? Was there something about that? I think that was the beginning of it. In hindsight, right you know, now, I'm, under, I'm able to understand that that is somewhat of a trap, right? That is the trickle-down effect of what you know, mass incarceration is about. Right. You know what I mean? If you are profiled, if you do not understand how to see your way out of the reality of the means that you feel like you're subject to, you'll get lost. And I ultimately wanted to give kids a new look on life through real world experiences. Having people like yourself come in and talk about where you came from, right. how you found your spark, and then what you ultimately did to gain notoriety. When you look at everything America is going through now. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels <coughs> like there were issues that America had and then a new president came in and some of the issues seemed to go away in the media's eye, but they haven't really gone away, especially for the black community in the right. United States. Your foundation speaks to an idea that many people feel is core and that is getting kids into spaces where they have the best chance of not being profiled, they have the best chance of not falling into a trap. But the truth is we've seen time and time again that at the end of the day, part of the trap is just the color of your skin. Yeah. When you talk to these kids, when you engage with them, is, is, there, is there a thing that you have inside of you? Is there an idea that you have where you, you have a fear for them as well? I don't speak to the fear. I think I speak more to the pride right. and the idea that they could be something greater than what the world subjects them to or the looks at them like. To see the beauty in finding or identifying something that will change your life and many others because not only are you doing it for yourself but you're doing it for that young man or woman who 
comes from the same area that you came from. Right. I was just looking for that opportunity and that way out, you know. Uh, and I do it by way of peer to peer. It's not just me as, you know, now an adult benevolently dictating to kids, like, no, this is what you do, this is the profile, do this and you're <laughs> right, good. Right. Nah, there's only going to be so many Trevor's, Usher's, Kobe Bryant's, LeBron James, but you can find something that you are passionate about and mm -hmm. it could become a career and it could be your way out. You can hear the people rehearsing behind yeah. us. Global Citizen is a concert, it is a, it is a movement, it's about action, it's mm -hmm. about engaging people, but it is also about the entertainment. I mean, it, it's a beautiful combination of yeah. all of these things. You came through to South Africa, and immediately the country was set alight by the fact that Usher was going to be performing with Black Coffee. Yeah. Now, as a South African, I know, I mean, everyone was excited by this. Why was that important to you? Who is Black Coffee to you? What, 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 what made this you know, spark uh, turn into a flame? Well, out of all of the times that I've come, I wanted to do something authentic for this region, and I felt like Nati, Black Coffee, is that. Right. Out of all of the African you know, performers who will be a part of this collaborative effort, I felt like I wanted him to be a part of, of this amazing moment. And it really was set within the intentions um, of not only celebrating what we're doing with Global Citizens, which, you know, obviously this is very elaborate, but I felt like this was that opportunity to just start something new. We're gonna work on music for the album, you know, that's coming. But this will be an amazing kickoff and the intention is really to set the spirit in the right direction. Um, it's not just Black Coffee. Uh, you've also got a special group of people who are going to be working with you on that stage. Yeah. Um, tell me about them. IDA. Uh, it's a dance group, a dance collaborative right. of, of boys and girls from uh, Johannesburg uh, who are performers. And, you know, I really wanted, as I said, the spirit of this to be right, right? So to me, dance has always been a universal language. They say music is, but dance really is, right? There's something about those movements, right? Yes. I, I, I did a lot of study uh, leading up to this performance, and the uh, um, what is it, the the Zulu movement, yes. that conversation yeah, yeah, of what yeah. that was. I was like, I want to get to that. I love to be able to take the intention of putting peace over this entire stadium, and making sure that people understand that we're together in this effort. But they get an opportunity to shine. We get an opportunity to do a, an amazing uh, mashup of a record that they're going to obviously know. And this is the beginning of an amazing conversation that me and Black Coffee will be a part of. Tell me about the new album before I let you go. Okay. The A. I've seen it everywhere. I watched you traveling around. I wouldn't call Australia. that an album. That's a warm up, actually. That, oh, that's a warm up? Yeah, that's just a warm up. Wow. The album is not here yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, so that's just a warm up collection of songs yeah. that have been put together yeah. to warm us up for the album. There you go. A. Atlanta. You call that home. Well, all things start with A, right? Right, right. They the do. alphabet, literally. Literally starts with A. There you go. Right. right. So... Well, uh, uh, this one. What, what, is, what does that A mean to you? What is, what, is, what is starting for Usher? I mean, we've seen so many evolutions of the artists, but what is this A for you? This A for me was just a reconnection. You know, I just... It's what I felt. It's the music I'm listening to. It's the, the vibe of where we are. And working with Zaytoven was just an opportunity to just bring Atlanta back into perspective. You think about the majority of what I've been doing with either Jermaine Dupree or with Little John or any of the producers from Atlanta. Right. The energy is in that. So I wanted that energy on this record. Thank you for being here. I yeah. won't keep you much longer. I know we've all yeah. got to go and rehearse. Uh, welcome back to South Africa. Always, always happy to be here. I'm going to see you in the streets tonight, my friend. Yeah. You, can you hang it? Oh, yeah, I'm hanging. I did. I'm hanging. I'm home, baby. <laughs> I got to hang.
The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.